0: If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skibanewsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at jeremiah at skibanewsnation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at skibanewsnation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, P.O. Box 560. 271 The Colony, Texas, 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, and click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon, where you will get exclusive content, shout outs, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth. Huge shout out to all our Patreon supporters. Thank you so much for your support. We couldn't do this show without you. If you want to help support us, go to patreon.com forward slash Nation. Also, you can listen to Skiba News Nation podcast on your favorite podcast platform.
1: I want to know what the truth is. And I hope that people, my son, anybody, if my name comes up, whether you like me, whether you agree with me or not, at least you can respect the fact that he's on a quest for truth. He's on a quest for truth.
2: Welcome to Skiba News Nation bringing you unfiltered views, news, interviews, discussions, and more. And now, here's your host, Jeremiah Skiba, award-winning musician and son of Rob Skiba.
3: Are there things that make you angry? Do you have ways of showing you're angry? <laughs> ways that don't hurt you or anybody else? <laughs> what do you do with the mad that you feel when you feel so mad you could bite? When the whole wide world seems oh so wrong And nothing you do seems very right What do you do? Do you punch a bag? Do you pound some (laughs) clay or some dough? Do you round up friends for a game of tag? Or see how fast you go? It's great to be able to stop When you plan the thing that's wrong And be able to do something else instead And think This song I can stop when I want to Can stop when I wish Can stop, stop, stop any time And what a good feeling To feel like this And know that the feeling is really mine Know that there's something deep inside that helps us become what we can. For a girl can be someday a woman, and a boy can be someday a man. <laughs> that is important. You know it's important, don't you?
0: So I wanted to start off with a little bit of laughter, making fun of Arnold Schwarzenegger, but. Anyways, hey Skiba News Nation family, welcome to episode 73 of Skiba News Nation, your weekly source of the latest news, controversial topics, conspiracies, forgotten history, and so much more. I'm your host Jeremiah Skiba, and today we're going to be talking about Christmas witches, Hollywood exposing themselves, Elon Musk reinstates Alex Jones on X, Argentina's new president, only you can raise your children, secret spells of the English language, Frequency has Colors and Feelings, an all-new Opus Corner, and for History, we'll be talking about Bill Gates' Quest for Bug Meat, and What Made Bill Gates So Evil, An all-new Truth Talk Reactions, Means, and much more, so make sure you're subscribed and stay tuned. Now, as always, I'd like to introduce my great and insightful co-host, Mr. Jake Grant. Welcome, Jake.
4: Hello, Jeremiah. That clip was, quite honestly, mind-blowing. And (laughs) if you were to clip anything and soundbite it, I would clip the very end where he says, For a girl can be
3: someday a woman, and a boy can be someday a man. (laughs) That is important.
0: Yeah, Mr. Rogers would be canceled today. Yeah, but having Arnold's voice saying
4: that is just so beautiful. It's funny, he's a liberal. Liberal movie star who played this manly man in all these action films and stuff. But anyways, um, yeah, man, well, this week uh, we're going to have some fun. We got some really uh, interesting holiday-linked funnery, uh, but we also have uh, some interesting uh, people being released from Twitter exile, and so we'll talk all about that when we get into the news.
0: All right, looking forward to it. You ready to dive right in?
4: All right, let's check it out. Let's do it somebody often asks me why have you given up the holiday season the christmas season the tree and the pageantry and the picking up your presents from under the tree that is adorned with balls of silver and gold and uh and i often say well uh we we instead like to keep biblical feasts first and foremost you know leviticus 23 it's there's very prophetic significance to a lot of these times throughout the year and uh and significance to future coming prophecy like the fall feasts and there's still significant ties to the spring feast season as well um but what's interesting is uh people ask me because it's december right and uh we're like yeah uh we we rather keep uh, the Festival of Lights, Abers, <laughs> A Hanukkah story. Uh, so I thought this was hilarious. Uh, you know, uh, there's a significant difference between the Festival of Lights and commemorating the historic season of how the Jews rebelled against tyranny. Uh, people that were going to door to door, forcing women and their children to eat bacon. And if they didn't eat the pork, they were put to the sword and i think there's a really interesting kind of uh parallel with the the abomination that makes desolate that happens in this cyclical pattern and it happened here in the story of the maccabean revolt against the greeks and the generals of alexander the great um who kind of inherited the empire but uh i just wanted to wish you all a uh a merry christmas witch wish (laughs) <laughs> Check this video out.
5: ...out here who think that Christmas is the original holiday at this time of year, and we kind of gently, I know Frank and I kind of gently nudge our Christian <laughs> friends and say, just remember, you got all this stuff from us, because we started this. <laughs> the tradition of Santa actually comes from the tradition of the Oak King and the Holly King, and Santa is actually the Holly King, who dies at this time of year and gives way to the Oak King to bring back the springtime because the Oak King rains during the spring and summer and the Holly King reigns during the fall and winter. And so Santa's ride is kind of his passing the hat off to the, Hol- the Oak King for the spring and summer. This is a very pagan holiday because it is. Also the Christmas tree, our Christmas tree or our Yule tree as we refer to it, is a very pagan holiday and what they're doing is bringing in the greenery into your house so that you're bringing in Life and vitality, and all that the evergreens represent.
4: <laughs> all right. So it, it's an interesting season, you know, because people are accepting a 150 year old commercialized Coke Christmas as yep. we've been programmed on TV with. And that's why it's important to talk about modern media and the, the pageantry of Disney movies and how these agendas slip through with our. Uh, our entertainment really um, that's how the messages are spread and so that's why hey it's important to have your own message to have the reason you exist you know be furthering a truth to some extent or else you'll fall in line and join hand in hand with these people trying to deceive the masses because you're playing along uh, but here's my script breaking you know hard rock You know, if you love me keep my commandments Exodus 20 if you love me keep my commandments deuteronomy 5 if you love me keep my commandments deuteronomy 7 10 11 11 11 19 30 uh if if you love me keep my commandments joshua daniel nehemiah john first john and second john um and so it's interesting you know this is what makes me aware of the pretty much the matrix code fabric of reality ...that the Most High is woven into every single action, thought, and deed. And when we o- obey His commandments, His Torah... Um, ...the depth of it alone reveals to us the nature and character of the Almighty. Because if He is holy and set apart, then these reveal to us something about us. Because if we're made in His image... you know, ...He's looking at us as a representative of heavenly thought patterns, I guess you could say... In reality, so very uh, very significant for me, and realizing you know uh, the whole truth about Yahushua right, uh, or otherwise known in Baptist and seminaries and all these English speaking churches as Jesus, and then missionaried as that name throughout the world. But whenever you think about uh, when that figure was born, that you know that baby in a manger was not born around Christmas, and what you will find is that dozens of other societies and cultures all have deities that come during the winter solstice I mean there's a lot of people throughout history who've worshiped the Sun and the moon and uh, it's no different today I mean uh, so you hear that little association with Santa Claus and you know it's just the pageantry we've inherited from you know Christmas Christmas Coke right <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but remember you know even as you're going through life, we all stray from the path sometimes. So we have to remember to return, you know, what, what teshuva means or repent, which is a, a great thing about Hanukkah is the season kind of represents rededication. But remember this, it's never too late. Even when you're paying for your mistakes, God can use you, you know? So like, this is a picture, if you're wondering of Samson, right? He had uh, lost his eyes. He had given into his, temptations and uh given up the secrets of what made him a set-apart individual and so that's worth looking into you know if you want to be like samson do what samson did right Yep. uh but there's better examples throughout the bible i think that we can follow and you know one of those would be king david right another mighty man who failed in his life and could actually like win entire nations over I mean he has such a crazy story but his heart was called a heart after Yah's own heart or you know a heart that the most high was pleased with and if you look up what David loved he loved the the scriptures the Torah the commandments and uh, and so it's just an amazing um, aspect of you know breaking free of the matrix we live in which is to distract you from your soul purpose as man and if you want to know what that is look up what the wisest man of all time according to the scriptures that is said regarding the purpose of life right all right so uh during this season i'm always reminded of this this is like people going over the edge so to speak uh i stand with church tradition oh i'm gonna hang back it's all allegorical Hey, you must not apply philosophy. (laughs) You know, everything's just a metaphor. Nothing's literal. It's all for different people at different times. You know, dispensational theology, which is incorrect, by the way. We've discovered, we inherited that lie. Uh, Believing God's plainly written words in context and by their definitions. Fantastically said. Uh, Or you could also go back to, it's all a mystery. We don't know. We just make it up as we go and listen to a very... Uh, Skilled orator stand in front of us every week behind a pulpit (laughs) (laughs) so anyways uh, that's just a little rant there about the holiday season thanks for putting up with it (laughs) alright so what we're going to show next is how uh, some truths sometimes leak through Hollywood uh, kind of mockery or whatever and I wanted to share this video on Uh, Hollywood's uh, almost blatant in-your-face mockery of what we talk about them as. So, check this out. Hello, Earth.
2: I'm Alec Baldwin, TV star.
6: You know, they say TV will rot your brain. Ah, That's
4: absurd. TV only softens the brain like a ripe banana to take it
2: all the way. We've
4: created Hulu. Hulu beams TV directly to
2: your portable computing devices giving you more of the cerebral gelatinizing shows you want anytime, anywhere,
7: for free.
8: Oh. I only act out because I want you alone! <laughs>
6: God, I don't Mushy mush. <laughs> and the best part is there's nothing you could do to stop it. I mean, what are you gonna do, turn off your TV and your computer? <laughs> 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 Once your brains are
2: reduced to a cottage cheese-like mush, we'll scoop them out with a melon baller and gobble them right on up. Oops. I think I'm drooling a little because we're aliens and that's how we roll Pulu, an evil plot to destroy the world enjoy (laughs) (laughs)
4: Uh, so you know how we talked about media Uh, it was actually back during the founding of the United States of America did you know it was actually illegal to practice Christmas, Jeremiah? uh uh well the Puritans, there's a, a famous picture going around of uh the ancient puritans had established that it was punishable by a fine if you were caught practicing a pagan holiday because the people that left the british isles you know those uh early pioneers they were people called by a very unique uh religious message i mean the the very people that founded this nation and their core beliefs were one escaping the authoritarian uh kind of corrupt church system in greater europe and in britain and you know the catholic church and the protestant reformation all that is a very weeded history uh when you look at who was burning who at the stake so to speak uh but anyways some of these people that came over um they were really motivated to separate from the traditions of men and the church uh that they were kind of uh growing out of so to speak I mean I think it's a beautiful example of remnant type people fleeing to keep a pure faith just as the written word was becoming widely accessible by the populace. So when we see what our ancestors did in the 1500s, 1600s as the King James Bible and the first widely published uh versions of the scripture were starting to be disseminated and copied um, it's really interesting that they chose to make Christmas illegal. And just so you know, I'm not harping on you. My great ancestor, Ulysses S. Grant, when he became president, you know, my, my last name's Grant, Jake Grant. Mm-hmm. Well, the president, Ulysses S. Grant, is the one who kind of reversed that legal ruling that had precedence in the United States until he, his presidency, which reversed the the whole you know christmas is illegal and then see kind of the uh the interesting publishing of anything pro christmas after those dates in the 1800s well so anyways uh just wanted to blow some minds uh let's move off of uh this karmic retribution uh topic you know with what we're talking with the uh, the illuminati and how They often try to put into our media the things they're planning to do and be. Or even if they're pushing for a certain psyop to make people look crazy or like conspiracy theorists because they slightly alter the truth uh, so that you look like a fool. And that's Mm -hmm. just the same thing we saw with the Flat Earth movement, right? With the whole, uh, you know psyop program of the flat earth society and i know people in previous episodes you might have seen some of our discussion about that debate regarding uh the earth um uh but hopefully you know if you aren't on that page no worries we are here to talk about a whole slew of other topics um but i also want to be aware that uh you know it's really significant what media we consume and what that makes us open to in terms of questioning reality right so here's uh, a new story elon musk uh is going to let alex jones back on twitter check out this coverage
9: as i'm sure you heard by now yesterday early
4: in the morning about
9: 5 a.m eastern time elon musk reactivated alex you know who's twitter accounts now known as x after a five-year ban and if you've been watching my videos for the last few days you know that we were hoping that this would happen and then we were expecting this would happen and then it became clear that it was going to happen. It did happen. And of course we are expecting, we were expecting the media to completely lose their mind, but now they're gonna have a bigger meltdown than we could have possibly even imagined because yesterday after the account was restored, Alex was given the opportunity to do an interview with Elon Musk for several hours. Live during a Twitter space. Meltdown is only just getting started and is going to continue to swell. Elon Musk reinstates Twitter account of conspiracy kingpin Alex Jones. Not only did he restore the account, but I think Alex had around 700,000 followers before the ban, and now he has double that at 1.4 million. Very late Saturday night, technically Sunday morning, and saw that the account was restored, and then posted this rather lengthy and detailed explanation to highlight the importance that people should point out the real reason why he was banned. Contrary to popular belief, not because of his comments about the school tragedy, but because of the confrontation with Oliver Darcy. And this is admitted from Twitter. They claimed it was harassment. People should watch Tucker Carlson's interview to get to know the real Alex, not just his flaws and mistakes that the media spent years amplifying and trying to make his identity, that he's a genius, but like most geniuses, it's counterbalanced by equal size flaws. It's not fair to define him by those flaws, et cetera, et cetera. And then I woke up yesterday morning noticing that Elon Musk himself replied saying, accurate. You get one question from Mark Dice because this is the best interview ever. Mark Dice is a great journalist. He stood up for me for the last five years when nobody else would. Mark, quick question from Mark, please. Uh, A comment, really, uh, just to reinforce to everybody listening, all the journalists, and thank you, by the way, Elon, for for unbanning Alex for everything that you're doing for the platform, for humanity. But I just want to reinforce, and I'm glad you retweeted this, Alex, the reason why Twitter cited Alex being banned, contrary to popular beliefs, is not because he entertained some conspiracy theories about Sandy Hook, as crazy as they were, and Elon just confirmed that the Twitter logs said this. He, I mean, he confronted Oliver Darcy, a public figure on public property, when he was working in the capacity of a journalist, and they cited that. As but Mark, that's old stuff. news. Let's move on from Alex Jones. Well, we're thing, talking to Elon Musk. What's your question for Elon well, Musk? You know, I didn't see the Twitter file. In the Twitter files, can you release data about the choices that were made regarding the trending list? Because the trending list drives the news cycle, as you know and they can create a self-fulfilling prophecy by manually inserting topics in there, getting people to talk about them. It becomes a topic, it becomes news. Did I miss that in the Twitter files or was that just not released? I would like more data on the manipulation of the trending list uh, to manipulate the news cycles over the previous ownership.
3: Yeah, um, well, there there was a significant manipulation of the trending list um, and uh, yeah uh, through, worldwide um i mean you can just i i'd i say like as a general rule of thumb whatever conspiracy theory you've got about twitter is probably true even more true than you think it is
4: since we had that kind of uh explanation of how twitter uh he acknowledged twitter had been used and how it's still being used by public figureheads um i would say let's check out this funny video uh, Alex Jones rants as an indie folk song.
9: <laughs> the paradigm of absolute control. And that's why we're just out here doing simple things, pointing out that we're meant to
6: be in nature and be natural. And this is where we find the source that God made to transcend the new world order. And that's why they want to try to keep us out of it.
8: I'm angry. I've had enough of these people. There are bones of Christian murderous scum. There are giant death factories keeping babies alive. They're selling their body parts. What more do you need to know about these people? I go out and face these scum. They literally crawl out from under rocks. They have green looking skin. And they run around screaming, We love Satan, we wanna eat babies. (laughs) I have them on video. Hillary's in the creepy, weird, sixth stuff, man She sleeps in the same room with that creepy, weird woman Whose mother wears her foot over her head <laughs> <laughs> That woman number one is ugly Imagine how bad she smells, man I'm told her, and Obama just stink.
10: Obama
8: and Hillary both smell like sulfur <laughs> i vampire pot and the goblins Are hobbling around coming after us My spirit gets close to that evil And I feel it go Ah, ah. You such self centered crap, we don't even notice hand itself rising up against the millions of poignant people of the very worst type, and I'm so pissed. We're gonna steal your daughter at the mall. <laughs> be with a butcher knife and then the police chief is
9: gonna say we love our somalis we love our muslims oh they're so good oh they're so sweet i was watching fox news as i worked out this morning
4: welcome back to twitter alex jones
0: yes (laughs) welcome back
4: Oh, man. But, you know, I I think it'll be very interesting to see. uh, What I would say is I'm curious how much X is abiding by the WHO community standards for talking and discussing the medical experiment. And, you know, you can't criticize the WHO on YouTube right now. Uh, So um, I guess we'll see uh, what this... Gate opening of people with contrary opinions, uh, actually how they affect the online world today. Uh, very Trump-like language uh, in a presidential candidate now sworn in in South America. Uh, so check out uh, Javier Milei uh, about how he's uh, turn uh, uh, about turns as he commits to Paris Climate Agreement. So this guy you know the new president of argentina has about turned in his commitment to withdraw from the paris climate agreement so my question is is does this mean he's going into the paris climate agreement but anyways uh i was shared this figure on a recent trip down to texas there's a lot of people that are watching this guy's language um as he uproots corruption in his own country um it just makes you wonder um, if a similar sentiment is spreading across the world for no-nonsense truth-tellers uh, or at least those who appear as. So check out this next video of Javier Argentina's new president taking a chainsaw, quote-unquote, to the state.
8: Mm-hmm. The guy is
10: like a rock star.
11: Mm-hmm. La situación de
4: Argentina es
12: crítica.
11: Los cambios que nuestro país necesita son drásticos. No hay lugar para gradualismo. No hay lugar para la tibieza. No hay lugar para medias tintas. El estado que tenemos hoy, si nos movemos hacia aquella pizarra, que Ministerio de Turismo y Deporte, afuera. Ministerio de Cultura, afuera. Ministerio de Ambiente y Desarrollo Sostenible, afuera. Ministerio de las Mujeres y Género y Diversidad, afuera. Ministerio de Obras Públicas, afuera, aunque te resistas. ¡Viva <risa> Carajo! Gastar, y gastar, y gastar, y gastar, esa es nuestra regla fiscal, y si los ingresos no aguantarán más, ahí iremos al Banco Central.
4: What an interesting guy, man. What a character. Well,
0: they call him the Argentine Trump, or the Argentinian Trump.
11: Alineamiento de geopolítica es <laughs> Estados Unidos e Israel. Esa es nuestra política internacional. Nosotros no nos vamos a alinear con comunistas.
4: So, uh, we have that interesting Trump-like figure rising out of Argentina. Uh, so we have a lot of people talking about that. Uh, very interesting, very interesting indeed. Yeah. Um, so uh, here's uh, a next clip about how your children are raised is very important and we wonder why there's such a culture war here in the United States and in the western world in general uh, as political agendas uh, and in fact uh, conspiracies against mankind uh, are rolled out and why are you questioning your children buying into it well check this video out
7: John Lovell sums up perfectly why so many of us have chosen to homeschool listen to this
13: Bodie Bachman said, uh, don't be surprised when you send your kids off to Caesar and they come back as Romans. Like, no, that's it. That's it, man. You're wondering why everyone's gone woke and is, uh, has no idea uh, what bathroom to use anymore. Just if like, what happened to our kids? I'm like, well, you gave them to the government for, for their entire childhood. You saw them at dinner and you attended their sporting events. But the government raised your kids and social media helped and video games or whatever, but you saw them every day, but you didn't raise them. You didn't log enough hours each day to counteract all the poison and time wasting and ideological propagandistic crap that they were getting fed year after year after year. And so millennial generation, and now Gen Z, has gone woke. And we feel like, oh, what happened to my my daughter? We raised them better than that. No. I mean this in love, but you didn't raise them at all. That hurts to say, because I know it hurts people to hear, but the government raised them, and that's Uh what happened.
4: Whoa, some heavy-hitting truth there instill your culture and your values and those you love because uh, time invested equals a sacrifice. And when you sacrifice your time for somebody to raise them up and help them see the world in the correct light, uh, that shows you love them. And that's that's the whole relationship we should have with our Heavenly Father, right? Like uh, whenever we live this life, whenever we correct the things that we see wrong in our life, we get kind of in a a a sure-footed path that helps us navigate the troubles in the world Um, but if we're still focused and working on our own shortcomings and the things in our life uh, and not focusing on the important stuff but getting distracted along the way which is what all this media does and this indoctrination does it distracts us from honing in on our purpose in this life you know so Uh, This next video is uh, how words themselves hold uh, a deeper aspect of navigating our reality than we can be aware of sometimes when we're communicating. Language is so important. So check out this clip.
7: So what do I mean by the secret spells of the English language? Well, let me share with you what I call our premier life sentence. And it goes something like this we awake each morning and go off during the weekdays to earn the living at various jobs and undertakings until we come to the weekend and this seems perfectly acceptable to most people however more people die between six and nine on a monday morning than any other time of the week so I do what I call a translation of the English language, and I spell that T-R-A-N-C-E with the idea that words cast spells. So when you translate that life sentence, you remember that awake is a funeral party for the dead. Mourning is the state you're in when you attend awake. And you would have to be in a week days to earn the living, since urns are for the ashes of the dead we call our jobs undertakings job itself is a hebrew word for persecuted and what we get at the end of this perverse bargain with life is the weak end of the deal as we become progressively weakened ourselves and so our most prevalent greeting to each other is hello the reverse of which is oh, oh hello wow. and it so what do i
4: Oh, even the words we speak pronounce the curses over our lives that the, I guess, the people that have set up the system wish to kind of employ in our mindset. I mean, because if our mindset relates to our life set and the way that we operate in this world, um, how we think and the things we say, life and death and the power of the tongue, right? Uh, I mean... Just so fascinating, right? What do you think about some of those words, man?
0: I think it's uh, interesting. I really do. I think it's like there's so many words that can mean two different things. And are they purposefully put in this order to, you know, confuse your brain into thinking? I don't know. It's just it's just crazy.
4: Yeah, I got another one for you. You know, whenever we kids and we were in preschool or we were going to kindergarten, right? Mm-hmm. They were teaching us uh, all about... Uh, reading, right? Well, whenever you learn to read and write, what is a right? A right is a spell basically in the alternate meaning of right, Witches make rights, right? Well, you're also learning to spell cast a spell. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you learn to write in cursive, cursive, you know, mm-hmm. cursing, right? and uh and those are just some interesting aspects of how we're introduced to the english language you know the the language of double speak and witchery right <laughs> yeah uh but most of, most of us are single lingual if you know what i mean so don't don't come down too hard on me man i just speak <laughs> one language
0: <laughs> yep same
4: <laughs> well uh i mean i think there is a significance to the language of reality of creation check out this next video on frequency and how even molecules and compounds of a certain composition have their own resonating frequency that can be relayed in both color and pitch apparently check this out
14: that's what hydrogen sounds like it's a key of e and it's a color yellow that's what proper physics gets you to. Oxygen is a chartreuse and it's the key of F over F sharp. Now they used to, like I said, information used to be thought about as just electrical information passing on. But I've got a question for you. Have you ever been at a party with some of your friends you ain't seen in 10 years, when you was like 14? You hung out and there's a song that came on and you like Ugh! and everybody got up and was live at that moment. Now say 10 years later, you got a friend with you. He's a good guy, but he wasn't there when me and my boys form this. So when that song comes on, our DNA tightens, tightens, tightens. There's a particular song, a scale in the genome for each and every one of us. Now when that song is played, when your particular prime resonant frequency is played, guess what happens? Your DNA celebrates and tightens. Everything else gets pushed out. Harmonic wave resequencing the carbon is also the key of e and yellow the nitrogen is g and all these play a song so say that the f over f sharps of the oxygen the green is only hitting at an an f why because there's another frequency coming in from a generator over there that's changing and causing it to change. The F hits the carbon so that instead of hitting as a F sharp it hits as an F so when it hits the carbon at an E it doesn't hit it quite right so the domino don't file right. So the next domino hits wrong and so now we have a malformation happening within our DNA because the frequencies are being pushed off. But when we hear our tone, we tighten back up. So yeah, I'm in the process of building the harmonic wave resequencer with another doctor who has been able to successfully cure AIDS and cancer. And it's well underway. But I wanted you guys to understand how that works. It's so simple. You do not need to tear the human body apart when all you can do is use frequency to bring it back to its normal space.
4: Or what will happen if they play the wrong frequency? Do you just spontaneously explode? I mean, the things that go through my head at night, you know, I'm like, whoa, what if uh, what if I play the wrong ringtone on my cell phone? (laughs) You
0: know, that that guy was in Iron Man, right? That's uh, Terrence Howard he's an actor
4: oh yeah was it oh yeah I mean, I if think you watch
0: it's... the full thing it's very strange but but he he made some good points but some of it was if... like one plus one equals zero or something like that and i was trying to wrap my mind around it and i was like I, i'm not i'm not following
4: <laughs> yeah i mean it's a it's a plausible theory as to how frequency affects our you know world but I mean, colors and know, feelings yeah <laughs> you've you've heard those stories of the japanese scientists that spoke words of affirmation to plants and water and all that stuff right mm. and, and freezing water crystals under certain you know vibrational agitations based on different types of good music versus harsh music right um but anyways uh finally for the end of the news segment jeremiah check out this crazy advertisement Uh, I mean if this is the technology they have now uh, I mean just imagine what they can do in the night sky and make us think it's real with all the drone and imaging capabilities they have Uh, I mean check out this and and now tell me they don't have something even more advanced lurking somewhere right check this video out so the whole building is basically a TV screen Okay, that's how this is possible. Imagine if this happened, I don't know, 500 to 1,000 years ago, or 3,000 years ago. If you were just like a person walking down the streets and somebody had that technology, you'd have literally thought some fallen god or some creature or entity had just opened a portal right above you, and they're as big as, like, a tree, right? Yeah, it reminds
0: wow. me of that scene in Back to the Future with it. It said Jaws 19. It's the yeah, second the Back Jaws to the Future, and he, he does this, and, and that big thing comes down, and the 3D wow. effect.
2: Disney's been doing this for quite a while.
4: I mean, the technology is mind-blowing. And, uh, you know, you got to ask the question, what image does that leave in our subconscious mind when something looks so real and it's like affecting us, you know, and and the way we watch it and how it imprints on our memory and, you know, influences our subconscious decision-making. But anyways, uh, that's all the news for this week, Jeremiah.
0: All right. Thanks, Jake, for another great current news as always. And now for a quick look at my dad's refraction kit. And how you can prove that the Earth is flat from your living room?
1: Globalist guys, these these are people who believe in the globe. Now, they are the ones that said, "Hey, the atmosphere really is acting like a lens," and they put a lens in front of the camera to show how it works. So I'm I'm just doing what they're doing. I'm using the same logic that, that they're using, the same science that they're using. And uh, you know, science is all about uh, testable, observable, and repeatable data, right? So uh, to alleviate the problem of distorting the edges because the magnifying glass ring is too small and I got these plastic magnifying sheets and came up with another way of doing the same thing using the sheet right here set the city up a little cut out of the city and now I've got the big magnifying glass sheet bring the camera right up to the lens see that's the normal view of the city now let's back up again the science is the same of that of a lens here's a simple example
15: so if you're looking at at uh, Chicago here the atmosphere really is like
1: acting like a lens yes atmosphere really is acting like a lens and this is how much of the city is missing due to the lensing effect the magnification of the atmosphere you're missing you know, a good portion of the city just by pulling my iPhone back on a three-foot long desk that's how much I lost Of the city and as with uh, any scientific experiment you always try to improve upon what you did before so uh, i got some foam core made a little housing for the uh, magnifying sheet and pasted the city on the back there and i made it as two separate pieces so that i could uh, flex it as necessary because i think that there are different types of atmospheric conditions that would allow for more magnification versus less magnification just go out into a field, something like this, this nice flat field out by my apartment complex. Lower your iPhone to the ground to simulate us because we're really small on this massively large plane, right? Straight horizontal plane. And then go ahead and walk away from your camera on this flat horizontal plane. And just for the fun of it, let's go ahead and bring the city in here. And I'll try to keep my head right between those two buildings right there. And I'm going to pull the city along on this flat, straight, horizontal plane, pulling the city, pulling the city far away, and just simply due to perspective lines, look at what we end up with, boys and girls. Amazing, isn't it? Now let's bring the water line in to simulate uh, water instead of grass, and get rid of the background there with some sky. Now let's slide our little city over here, put the big city back in, and well, just due to perspective lines, this is how much of the city magically disappeared. So based on what we've just seen here, apparently all you either need is atmospheric magnification, refraction, or perspective lines. Either one or all three can easily account for the obscuring of the lower parts of cities, and ships for that matter, with no need of curvature whatsoever. But uh, just as sort of a bonus round, if perspective works for ships and for cities, I guess it would work the same for the sun too, so Maybe this explains sunrise and sunset on the flat Earth. Works the same way. Perspective. Pretending my face is the sun. There you go. It's not rocket science. You don't get to pick the anomalies that seem to agree with your views and ignore the common observations that don't and still call yourself an honest investigator. That is intellectually dishonest.
0: So you can get your refraction kit and I'll leave the link down in the description. And uh, it's about that time for an all new Opa's Corner. Take it away, Opa.
2: The following presentation may contain too many cat jokes. Viewer discretion is advised. This presentation is rated CJ, Cat Jokes, parental guidance suggested. Welcome to another Opa's Corner. Remember, these are jokes and funny cartoons. Laugh, have fun, enjoy. Never did find out what the nights in white sat in. (laughs) For sale,
10: not haunted.
2: Catholic Central High School. Have a safe, enjoyable summer. Take care. Dog bless. (laughs) I named my dog Rolex. He's my watchdog. Becoming a vegetarian is a big missed (laughs) steak. Do UK websites use biscuits instead of cookies? (laughs) The amount of sleep required by the average person is five more minutes. Cabinet installer arrested. Charged with counterfeiting.
10: <laughs>
2: the five second rule does not apply when you have a two second dog. <laughs> I sympathize with batteries. I'm never included in anything either. (laughs) Despite the high cost of living, it remains popular. (laughs) Crushing pop cans is soda pressing. Before Mount Rushmore was carved, its beauty was unprecedented. (laughs) I never finish anything. I have a black belt in partial arts. (laughs) I told my cat, you are not the boss of me. He disagreed. If a plant is sad, do other plants' photosympathize with it? (laughs) Nachos are just tacos that don't have their life together. (laughs) What do you call a rabbit with fleas? Bugs Bunny! What kind of doctor is Dr. Pepper? A physician. (laughs) When does a joke turn into a dad joke? When it becomes apparent. (laughs) I started a dating site for chickens. It's not my day job. I do it to make hen's meet. (laughs) Tires required. I hope so. (laughs) Latte. Noun. Italian for. You pay too much for that coffee. (laughs) Do clouds ever look down on us and say... That one is shaped like an idiot. (laughs) Never iron a four-leaf clover. You don't want to press your luck. (laughs) Lego store reopens after lockdown. Folks lined up for blocks. (laughs) When algebra teachers retire, how do I deal with the aftermath?
10: Hmm?
2: Don't tap the glass, it scares the donuts. <laughs> and now for the funnies. <laughs> and it will create over 50,000 jobs locally. (laughs) You're going to be a seat filler. If someone leaves their seat, you sit in it. Can you handle that? I've been training for this my whole life. (laughs) You see him. Comedy. This is something that died out around twenty twenty one because too many people were getting offended by it. <laughs> That's true. Lenny never quite fit in with his co workers. Sleigh bells ring, are you listening? In the lane snow is glistening. Dang it! Go in the poll! Whap! 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 <laughs> Sloth Job Interviews. Where do you see yourself in five years? The parking garage, but that's if I leave right now. (laughs) (laughs) For the tuna course, the chef will open the can right here at the table. Oh, this is so exciting. <laughs> the first, No-L. Beth E. Hem. <laughs> Obi-Wan and Yoda again evade capture thanks to the seldom-used Jedi mime trick. There they are! Get the... Wait, wait they're they're already trapped in some kind of invisible box. Let's move along <laughs> <laughs> Seasons greetings. Salt, paprika. So nice to meet you. How do you do? Nutmeg, garlic, sup, yo pepper oregano. Aye. Joe. <laughs> I get you this box, but you have to play with the box it came in. <laughs> Why did you do it, Biff? I mean, I always knew car chasing was in your blood, but the president's limo? (laughs) The real reason not to use your pet's name as your password. Shopping cart 12 frozen mice, 11 (laughs) crates of catnip, 10 empty boxes. Nine entire tunas. (laughs) My feet were cold. (laughs) You sure you don't want the protection plan? In case you slowly nudge your phone off the table and- Oh, oh, okay, okay, I'll take it. (laughs) Winter Wonderland. I wonder if I'll slip. I wonder if I'll have school. I wonder if my car will start. (laughs) You'll get 25% off your bill if you wear this sandwich board everywhere you go for the next four months. My colon surgery was great thanks to Dr. Bruce Graham. (laughs) (laughs) Www.happyguts.com. <laughs> <laughs> I'd like us to go back and focus on that horrible nightmare, for you thought you might not be able to pay my bill. <laughs> the little plumber boy can i help you come they told me pot run run runs <laughs> hey i got one hey, i got one <laughs> how Santa really finds out which reindeer can fly. Dang! Let's try another one. Evil. I'm buying all my gifts locally instead of shopping at a big box store. Whoa, hold on. Tell me more about this big box store. This is our most popular machine. It goes from walking to a flat-out sprint with no warning whatsoever. (laughs) Squirrel master. (laughs) Of course you've got cold feet, you nitwit. You're a snowman. Let's see. Mosquitoes, gnats, flies, ants. What the? Those jerks. We didn't order stink bugs on this thing. (laughs) Charlie! Boy, you're very talented. Yeah. And that concludes another Opa's Corner.
3: My Boot der acht Dreiecken drei Ecken hat mein Boot und han er mir nicht drei Ecken das ist das nächste mein
2: Boot Corner is now available on my own YouTube channel like share and subscribe
0: Thank you but for another great Opus Corner I think cats do know that christmas might be kind of uh not not supposed to be practiced (laughs) because they always knock down the tree knock down everything it's kind of funny but uh now a word from our good friend and sponsor jj are you tired of living in constant pain do you feel like you've tried every cbd product on the market with no relief look no further than jj's natural cbd rub when i was diagnosed with degenerative disc disease this was the only product that completely took my pain away Working with JJ has been a dream come true, and his products have completely changed my life. Don't just take my word for it. Visit JJ's website, jjcbdrub.com, and read hundreds of testimonials from people whose lives have been changed by all of JJ's amazing products. And now, as a Skiba News Nation exclusive, you can get $50 off a three-pack special of JJ's Natural CBD Rub by texting CBD to 920-382-7720. Don't suffer in silence any longer. Take control of your pain today with JJ's Natural CBD Rub. Again, text CBD to 920-382-7720 for an exclusive discount and start feeling the relief you deserve. The links are in the description below. Thank you, JJ. Well, it's time for some history. So today for history, we're going to be talking about what Bill Gates wants us to eat. And uh, so let's, let's start off with a clip, and I call it Bill Gates' Quest for Bug Meat.
16: I came across articles that showed that the key thing you can do to reduce population growth is actually improve health. Now, that's the only thing that really counts. This is a bit scary. We go from less than a billion in 1800, and then three, four, five, six, and 7.4 billion, where we are today, is happening even faster. Nigeria is headed to be the third largest country in the world, 800 million by the end of the century. So actually, China will have shrunk by then. Is the population going to get so big that feeding everybody and maintaining the environment is going to be impossible particularly as people get richer they tend to eat more meat if we don't do anything this sector will actually grow over time so you're saying not just the fact that there's more people and a larger population but as people move up towards the middle class they want to consume more meat the one that has gone better than i would have expected five years ago is this work to make what's called artificial meat do you eat it as well and you like it absolutely
13: Eating insects is commonplace in lots of the world. It's just never caught on in the U.S. But some entrepreneurs think we're ready. I'm Nicole Kidman, and I am going to eat a four-course meal of bugs. So Things Bugs is my biotechnology company that I founded in 2011. Primarily, it got started to develop a food product for malnourished children using insects as a major food source.
6: This is a powder derived from the mealworm, and it's a insect protein just been approved by the EU for human consumption.
5: I am here to reveal my hidden talent. Eating
7: micro livestock. Cornworms. They're still alive.
17: Mmm, <laughs> extraordinary. Bill Gates is on a crusade against meats. He wants you to eat plant-based meat, lab-grown meat, and now he even wants you to eat literal bugs. No, really, he actually invested in not one, but two startups that are researching how to make bug protein to feed the world. After all, this guy is definitely the guy you want to take health advice from. But why? Why is he so hell-bent on dictating what you can put in your mouth? Is he really that convinced that he knows how to live your life better than you do? Spoiler alert. Yes. In 2012, the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation quietly donated $100,000 to a startup called All Things Bugs, LLC. Sounds scrumptious, right? the company had humble beginnings. It started as a simple Facebook page for the founder, Dr. Aaron Dossey, to document his bug photography hobby. The guy has a thing for bugs. Somewhere along the lines, he got intrigued by the idea of eating bugs as food, as one would. But being unemployed at the time, he wasn't really going anywhere with the idea until a friend told him about research grants from the Gates Foundation. Dossi applied on a whim, and he had no idea just how excited Billy would be about his idea. And so Billy dropped $100,000 on all things bugs. So with his own savings and that 100K from Bill Gates, the company was born. Their mission statement is simple. We develop sustainable insect-based solutions, technologies, and products for agriculture, food, and medicine. And today they have a hand in nearly every sector of this new emerging bug protein industry.
13: We've made various food products, using those ingredients, alternative meats, pastas, cereals, snacks like cheese curls, tortillas, baked Good. goods.
17: They were the first company to develop a tolerable insect-based protein powder, Grio Pro, a 100% cricket protein powder that you can buy right now to shove down your throats. They praise this powder for having the lightest color and mildest aroma and flavor of any insect protein available. They guarantee on their website that its smooth texture prevents consumers from noticing any trace of insect particulates, you know, cricket legs and stuff. But they aren't just researching how to make bugs into something that passes as food. No, they're developing technology to mass produce and harvest bugs on a factory farm scale. They've received millions in funding from the U.S. Department of Agriculture, and they've also received funding from DARPA. Guess you heard that right, DARPA. Why do bug researchers need money from a government defense agency? Well, as it turns out, they're also doing a lot of research into genetically engineering bugs. Sure, their focus is to make bugs into a more nutritious food source, but if the idea of a massive factory of GMO bugs that are ground into a food slurry for humans sounds like the plot of a dystopian sci-fi novel, well, it's because it does. But Bill Gates' bug philanthropy does not stop there. In 2021, the Gates Foundation donated more than $2 million to an insect farm in Kenya called InsectiPro. They mostly use organic waste to raise fly larvae. (laughs) Flies which they're using to create animal feed.
4: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because they they try to look down, they don't like light, so they're going to go through the holes in your hand.
17: Oh! Yes, that is right. Even if you would never eat insect protein directly, soon, instead of eating a grass-fed steak, you could be eating an insect-fed steak and not even know about it. Yum! They also raise crickets for human consumption, Uh and this farm is just one of many already in mass production, raising over 1 trillion bugs a year to feed both animals and humans. But bug food, bio-last, and insect farms aren't the only things Bill is doing to eradicate meats.
0: So Bill Gates in his own words says that he wants to reduce our population. And he really thinks by getting celebrities to eat bugs in front of us that we'll be like, Oh, it's okay. We, we can eat bugs. You know, If they can do it. I can do it. No, somebody like me who is horrified by bugs uh, won't, won't be around them and, and let alone be i won't eat them i mean i I, it's insane to me but uh now you may be asking yourself why the sudden is this push to eat bugs a thing and uh, that's what we're going to be getting into with this next clip so let's check it out
17: Gates has been touting the potential of plant-based meat at least as early as 2013. He invested nearly $130 million into Beyond Meat in 2019. He's invested even more into their rival Impossible Foods.
16: Protein-based approaches uh, have surprised me how far they've come in. When they've been offered in burger chains, uh, the demand has been
17: quite good. And he's invested into lab-grown meat as well by backing companies like Upside Foods. And you may be thinking, okay, but why is this a bad thing? He can invest in whatever he wants. If people want to eat less meat, why shouldn't they? And if Bill Gates wants to invest in these things, he should be allowed to. It's a free country after all, right? And yes, it is. And they can do whatever they want. But what you gotta know is that plant-based meat and lab-grown meat are absolutely disgusting. The plant-based heme responsible for making the impossible burgers bleed comes from genetically modified soybeans, which have extremely high levels of estrogen, which are also raised in massive amounts of pesticides like Monsanto's Roundup, which is linked to organ damage in animals, cancer, and even non-Hodgkin's lymphoma in humans. Fake meat is also known to include MSG, known neurotoxins, and a giant long list of synthetic additives. It's basically ultra-processed food taken to a whole new extreme. And lab-grown meat is not any better. Lab-grown meat comes from genetically modified animal cells that have been immortalized to reproduce super fast and forever. They're basically cancer cells. These cancer cells are banned by the FDA in regular food production, and there is zero safety data on if using basically cancer cells in food is safe. These cells are also fed on massive amounts of monocrop soybeans, which again are extremely high in estrogen. And to top it all off this whole concoction requires a ton of antibiotics to keep the mush from putrefying and that carbon footprint is supposed to reduce it turns out that lab-grown meat is even worse than conventional cattle farming but none of that matters because bill gates does not want these meat replacements to be optional he wants them to be the only option in 2021 he said in an interview you're
16: right that saying to people you can't have cows anymore talk about a politically unpopular approach to things i do think all rich countries should move to 100% synthetic beef. You can get used to the taste difference, and the claim is they're going to make it taste even better over time. Eventually, that green premium is modest enough that you can sort of change the behavior of people or use regulation to totally shift the demand.
17: Ah yes, changing the behavior of the masses, using regulation to shift demand. These are the things that Bill Gates and other elitists like him are scheming up in their minds right now as we speak. And really fast, if you want to opt out of all this nonsense, even if you choose not to eat artificial meat or bug meat like Bill Gates wants you to, the average meat you find in your grocery store is not good. Hormones, steroids, chlorine baths, and maybe even mRNA vaccines in the future are just some of the things that could be in the meat in your grocery store. And with no country of origin labeling requirements, meat from third world suppliers can be repackaged and sold as American meats. But why? Why is he pushing this? What's his beef with just letting people live their own lives?
0: Yeah, what's his beef with cows or with beef? What's his beef with beef, you know? Um now that lab grown meat seems just so weird and all of it just seems really weird but like uh, it seems like they're well now we're finding out that all these all these fake meats are now you know m- giving people cancer and stuff like that And i mean shocker right shocker you're not supposed to eat something that i mean what do you think opa
2: well i I'm sorry, but I I don't eat bugs, and and I'm really leery about all of these veggie things.
0: But come on, Bill Gates said it's good for you. <laughs> what do you think, Jake?
4: Yeah, I, it reminds me of the film Snowpiercer. If you've ever seen that, in the train you have the people on the back of the train that like kind of are the workforce, lower class, didn't have a high-paying ticket, and the way that they keep them alive on this train that perpetually like circles the planet or whatever i mean it's a crazy premise but um it's like a hypersonic train that goes super fast all around the world and they feed the people cockroach sandwiches like little protein bars made of cockroach so uh i mean you see it in the media and you definitely can see them pushing for these alternative proteins um i mean they want us all eating bugs just like you showed yep
2: soylent green
4: what is that?
2: That's a that's a movie from way back where they were crackers made from people.
0: Oh well, we're not, we're not far off of that. I that mean, was
2: Charlton Heston. People, they're made from people.
0: <laughs> well, what if I told you that Bill Gates is a junior? He's not Bill Gate. Like he's not the original Bill Gates. Did you know that his dad was was more famous than he was at one point? Well, that's what we're going to be getting into with this next clip, so let's play that clip.
17: Bill Gates is simple. He's got all the money in the world, he sees himself as one of the brightest minds who is destined to save the world, and he is absolutely desperate to leave a legacy. But most importantly, Bill Gates had the unfortunate fate of being born in the shadow of a great man. Few people realize that Bill Gates is not the first Bill Gates. He's not even the second. Now his name is William Gates III. And like any man raising his son to be the next one to run the dynasty, Bill Gates Sr. left some pretty big shoes for him to fill.
16: My dad is is somebody I aspire to to live up to what he's done.
17: Bill Gates Sr. founded his own law firm. He was the chairman of organizations like Planned Parenthood and United Way, and he was a big-time philanthropist himself. Former President Jimmy Carter sang his praises for Bill Gates Sr. for his charity work in Africa. And when you're born into a rich, successful family like this, you often grow up never feeling like you're enough, never feeling like you can ever make your parents proud.
18: All of us tend to want to make our parents proud of us at, at the end of the day, and wh- whatever that means for each person. And the problem is that it's very difficult um, to, to, to actually make your parents proud if your parents were individuals who, you know, kind of came from nothing and became multi-billionaires or whatever might be the case. And so they end up being extremely insecure people. If, if anything, um, they're, they're among the most sort of Uh, insecure people that I've met. And then also they grow up in these elite private schools that make life very difficult for them because they're comparing themselves to other kids who also have extremely wealthy parents. Usually uh, there are enough kids out there with even wealthier parents. And so their standard, like their bare minimum standard of success is so high that it's functionally impossible to achieve, really. And that ends up making them have extremely low self-esteem. They act really weird.
17: This is probably the deep-rooted insecurity of Bill Gates. And when Bill Gates created the Gates Foundation in the 90s, it was a well-known fact that Gates Sr. was the primary force to push his son to pursue the projects he did.
16: Well, my dad has set an example by what he does.
17: They both donated to a lot of the same projects. Bill Gates Sr. actually ran his son's foundation for years.
16: You know, he's the one who really got the foundation going, encouraged me to give early. Uh, got us involved in some very key causes and helped us build what is uh, now a strong group of people that I, I get to work with full-time.
17: So it shouldn't be a surprise that Bill Gates is obsessed with things like funding vaccines in Africa or climate change and overpopulation. He approaches his charity projects the same way he sees running a company like Microsoft.
16: When I you know say, okay, we're going to build a TB drug team, we're going to build a TB team, we're going to build them, pill all the mosquitoes in the world, gene drive... CRISPR team I get to in terms of how we fund that organize it how many locations do we wait till they have this result before we scale it up I get to use the same or 80% the same type of thinking that I exercised in terms of Okay, let's go do Windows, let's go do Excel. And it's very comfortable because the most intense period of Microsoft was where these teams were about size 30. But yes, I feel like my working with governments, hiring smart people, managing teams, it did prepare me well for this very operational organization that's a lot like the business, except that we're, profit is life same as opposed to a monetary measure
17: and what kind of a person was he in the early days of Microsoft well it's a well-known fact that he was the office bully it was normal for employees to receive sarcastic emails at two in the morning calling their code the stupidest piece of code ever written end quotes. Their office meetings had one person whose only job it was to tally how many times Gates angrily dropped the F-word because the lower the number, the better things were for the team. One employee remembers, quote, his standard MO is to ask harder and harder questions until you admit that you don't know, and then he can yell at you for being unprepared, end quotes. Gates almost never left the office, and he was known to eat orange tang powder out of his hand rather than take breaks or stop for meals.
16: I mean, it really is true that I didn't believe in weekends, I
17: didn't believe in vacation. And he was just as neurotic about making sure everyone else was working just as hard as he was.
16: everybody's license plate so I could tell you over the last month when their car had come and gone from the the
17: parking lot. This is the kind of control freak energy that he is putting behind climate change. And right now, his sworn enemy behind climate change are cows. Agriculture is responsible for 24% of the world's greenhouse gases, and cattle are a major emitter of methane, which is more potent than CO2. Add to that the fear of human overpopulation, and Gates is convinced that there won't be enough protein to feed everyone without destroying the planets. All these fears are unfounded, by the way, which we'll go over later, but here's the real question. What is his grand plan for eliminating cattle?
0: So this is why Bill Gates is the way he is. He always wanted the approval from his father. In his early days, he was the office bully, and uh, he was a borderline stalker. I mean, Opa, you were in the computer industry, uh, Did you know any of this about bill gates or what have you heard in the inner circles of you know computer people
2: no i i was in computers in windows in all of the development of the operating systems and stuff like that but i never paid any attention or actually didn't know very much about bill gates other than a lot of uh stuff that he stole
0: yeah okay so i'll get your reactions jake after this last clip so let's go ahead and play that final clip
17: If the masses cannot be persuaded by consumerism to change their behavior, government intervention is Billy's next step. And one of the ways to do that is with subsidies. Subsidies are a fancy word for giving away free money for things like growing corn or for electric vehicles. If the government gives out bonuses for actions they want people to take, they will get more of those actions. And as it turns out, fake meat is starting to get a lot of subsidies. Governments from all over have already thrown over a billion dollars at it, and they are just getting started. So while edible insects haven't been subsidized much yet, that might change very soon. President Biden signed an executive order. this year requiring federal agencies to support cultivating alternative food sources. Federal regulators are now deciding how lab-grown meat must be labeled the final step before public sale. And it isn't just the White House saying this either. Our good friends at the World Economic Forum are also pushing for fake meat and bugs too. Like this article, burgers, bugs, and the shift to a new way of eating. But of course, subsidies are only half of the coin to eliminating cattle. Subsidies are like the carrots, but regulations are the stick. And a few countries around the world have already tried using the stick approach to ban beef. In 2019, Dutch farmers revolted when the government tried to force them to kill off half of the country's livestock. Irish farmers are being pressured to kill off hundreds of thousands of cows. And New Zealand has proposed a liberal fart tax to reduce emissions and limit the number of cattle. The population is exploding. Cattle farming is killing our planets. We have to do something. But what if all these excuses are not the whole story? overpopulation, the big scare of Bill Gates, we're not going to have enough food to feed the world. So bug meat, of course. But the truth is that we have no idea how many humans the earth can actually sustain. Population control groups have been fighting over the number for decades. The numbers have ranged from less than 1 billion to more than a trillion or even one sextillion, which means none of them actually have any idea what they're talking about. On top of that, overpopulation is actually the exact opposite of what we should be worried about. We should actually be worried about population collapse.
16: What we face uh, is co- population
3: collapse. Collapse. Like, people have no idea how fast the population is going to collapse.
17: There is a jaw dropping global crash in the number of children being born. The US fertility rate has been below the minimum replacement rate for decades, and China's population is predicted to drop in half by the year 2100. So is Japan's. And while developing countries still have high fertility rates, those will also drop as their countries improve. So don't buy into Bill Gates' fear mongering. Eat meat and have kids. But what about his whole spiel about all the methane produced from cows? Well, as it turns out, the cattle are not the problem. Industrial farming is the problem. Healthy farms can actually be an important sink for CO2. And methods like regenerative farming have shown that cattle farming can actually be net zero. Not to mention it's also way more humane. At the end of the day, humans were meant to eat meat, no matter what the vegans want you to think. Think about it, humans were never as fat and sick as we are today. And the only thing that has changed about our food from then and now is that now we have processed foods. Now we have meat raised with antibiotics, corn and soy. But you know, blame breastfed meat that has been around for millennia as the cause of all diseases. No matter how hard Billy tries, ultra processed plant-based meat, lab-grown meat, and bug meat will never be able to compare.
0: So what do you think, Jake, about the whole Bill Gates Uh, bug meat thing
4: I mean where there's money to be made there's a motivation and I think it's really telling seeing the evolution of his relationship with his father and what that shows to me is just this idea that it's a generational agenda that's passed down we Mm -hmm. have all these different forefathers and ancestors that have touched this general message that has put certain people in power and kept certain people out of it and so um the way the money flows and the way they argue to eat bugs i mean i get it i mean there's money to be made there i mean you know how much you can make on you know something that basically uh feeds and reproduces and turns into bio bulk on its own i mean there's big money to be made in millworm sandwiches and you know what whatever gross thing they want to feed us but um that's why i think you know the the premise of eating according to leviticus 11 for example demonstrates to us what we should be willing to eat and what we shouldn't and i mean it's the whole concept of uh you know what what is actually good for us um and i mean insects are definitely uh things that tend to bring a lot of disease but yeah yeah i think that's a crazy expose thing there and uh, no wonder it was just something passed down by his father. I mean, it makes sense.
0: All right. Well, that's all I got for history and the Bill Gates and the bugs, so no more bugs. <laughs> and uh, last week, you weren't able to experience the Truth Talk segment, so it's time for some Truth Talks. Well,
12: because I haven't in yet.
0: So, I want to give some credit to my girlfriend, Lindsay for helping me find some of these. So, uh, let's go ahead.
10: Silent night. This one's from Opa. Mm-hmm. Holy I
8: you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so that one was from Opa. <laughs> Very funny. All right, let's play this next one.
13: Check this out. I've been trying to tell y'all. Look, good. Right,
10: right here,
13: right? Okay. Alright. It's us, right? Hey, hey, make, it to him, though. Ahead, make it listen Go ahead, Make it smile. Why is Antarctica that big, cuz? Look at the whole world. What's down here in Antarctica? Right. Why is Antarctica that big, cuz? Tell me that. Can't you even go it's, no, it's where we stay at. We stay in Florida, right here. Oh. Let's see what happens. Okay, why is that why, why is that much Why is that much snow down here, cuz? That's
11: crazy. And that's being a world map.
13: This shit shows the And that's right. Why can't you even go past? And that's right, right cuz. You can't even go past the Antarctica Cape. And that's right. Look, you can see the tides and current shit. the f- That's crazy tell ya. <laughs> what are There's your thoughts no
4: working maps i mean nobody has an actual accurate representation because uh i mean any image you see on google maps or whatever they from the space down perspective they drastically have to reshape greenland and africa and all these different places so uh it's worth keeping in mind uh how the maps distorted um but yeah what's happening down in antarctica i mean it's good I question know, you know we hear about scientific teams being down there uh but it's highly controlled and uh i mean it, it, there's a big question why is antarctica so off limits it's uh frustrating but if i had a friend that had billions of dollars and would be willing to fund a well uh you know well Prepared expedition to go and explore, and somehow got the proper channels. I would totally go, but uh, I don't think it'll ever happen, honestly. Yeah. It, but I mean, my adventurer, my like, you ever see that uh, that I guess it was uh, maybe DreamWorks or no Disney uh, did the Atlantis movie?
0: Yeah, I used love that Nemo. movie.
4: Oh man, I, just imagine going on an actual journey like that, going through the Earth, and you know, finding. This long-lost culture. I mean, what's on the other side of the ice? Who knows?
0: (laughs) Yeah. All right, well, let's play that next one
4: if the reason the United States invaded
17: Iraq wasn't because of weapons of mass destruction, but actually to get the DNA of Nephilim and giants. Now that may sound far-fetched to you, but listen to this email sent to government officials on the Freedom of Information Act website, requesting documents pertaining Your to the resurrection it, bro. Chamber of Gilgamesh, mm-hmm. the location of his body, and the location of the buried Nephilim. That was sent on December 13th, 2018, and the status of that email is closed. We also have testimony testimonies from museum curators saying that the very first place that the United States military went when they invaded Iraq was to museums within the heart of ancient Babylon. This may be one reason why the CIA is investing so much money recently into DNA editing firms so that when they get remains or artifacts with Nephilim DNA, they can actually extract them and resurrect them back to life like they're trying to do now with extinct animals.
0: Did you see how big big the feet were those were huge that's cool all right man yeah, let's play the Dad next one it, man. yeah you sure did
13: it on the meaning of this first landing on another body look at their
0: faces what
13: each like, of you so give us uh your estimate of what is the
4: meaning of this to all of us i wonder how long they've been in uh, the press conference like that's why they're like Or if they know that they're, you know, having to lie about the whole experience, the whole world. I I believe that uh,
10: what this country set out to do was something that was going to be done sooner or later.
16: You can almost feel the guilt and anguish coming from their eyes and body. But aren't they supposed to be enjoying themselves for accomplishing such a task?
4: point to think in many other areas of other missions that could be accomplished have you seen the videos of Buzz Aldrin recently Jeremiah like when he was being recognized by Trump during the whole like flat earth NASA push back when they were like oh we're, we're, we're really going to the moon we promised this time we haven't <laughs> gone back yet But, uh, like, what, what do you think, man? I mean, do you think they were just, like, exhausted from a whole long day of being interviewed? Or do you think they were actually, like, feeling bad or guilty about having to boldface lie about the nature of their mission to the whole world?
0: Well, I feel like back then, people used to actually, like, feel things, like, feel guilt. I feel like today, we're so desensitized, but... Back then, they were doing parades, they were doing all this stuff, and I mean, it would weigh on me to, to be a public face and lie like that constantly, even if I did a, a thousand interviews. And I, I really did do that, I'd be excited, but knowing that I didn't and I'm getting all this credit for doing something fake, I mean, that's what I see.
4: It's interesting.
0: All right, well, let's play that next one.
18: So my question is, how can you operate a lid on the outside of the space station by manipulating something mechanical on the inside of the space station without
13: losing air pressure? It's, it's called real good engineering.
0: thoughts
4: there's a lot of questions as to how things work have you ever seen the footage from that swimming pool Uh, nasa actually owns one of the largest swimming pools in the world has a whole mock-up of the iss
0: that's how they practice right so they tell us all right let's play the next one
4: so there I was just minding my
12: own business looking at google earth and this big snow-covered monstrosity is staring me in the face like, um, why is that covered in snow? I look into Ireland and some other areas around it, Iceland. Ireland gets snow only once a year, one day a year. So I keep digging a little bit deeper and I finally get underneath this cloud cover here and a few images pop up and I say, oh, images, what are they? Well, this is what you got, which I'm sure that looks familiar to you, right? looks just like the pictures they give us of Mars. So I'm just kind of creeping around here and definitely noticing the same kind of undulation changes and same kind of rock, same kind of dirt. Only thing that's missing is that nice little red tint that they pay somebody $150,000 a year to put on there. But those mountains, those rocks, definitely exactly like we see on Mars. So I said, I wonder what they're doing out here. What is all this equipment for? I'm sure it can't be NASA, right? Um, Whose orange hum- Hummer is this? Okay, that looks like a NASA symbol. (laughs) Well, let's dig a little further because I can't really see anything on here other than certainly looks like a NASA symbol, (laughs) and I can't read that, tried. So this one here said, roving the Arctic, so what is that? that, doesn't make any sense, pop in here, see if we can find anything, again, same kind of mountains, that looks like the same kind of water I've seen before that I thought was water on Mars, who knows. Zoom in. What's that? Oh, nothing. just looked like it was funny. So I'll keep kind of going through here and see if it... What the? (gasps) Uh. (laughs) Yeah. So. Live from um, Mars. I think I found out where Mars is, guys. It's just uh, about a thousand miles north of me. Not quite the distance that NASA says. But I can't find anybody who's in charge of this. They must be hiding behind these rocks. Oh, no, there they are out in front of everybody, just standing there. Lovely. Clown number one, clown number
0: two, and clown number
12: three. Got him. Yeah, this is very empty here. Oh, there's one of those ATVs. All right, now we're on something. Oh, I got another truck. Oh, yeah, it says NASA. What's that say? Mars Project? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Either they're filming a movie, which I doubt it, or, there you have it. <laughs>
10: Good point.
0: I want to know where that is, too. We should go explore there, because that's something we could actually go to. <laughs> well, maybe not. Alright, let's play the next
18: one. This is the moon that you see every day. It's right above your head, and it probably never occurred to you that the I thought key this was to interesting. understanding where you live is right in front of your eyes. I will show you now, what it is that you are looking at and what you don't see. The image of the moon contains the map of the earth, in fact it looks like it's the only true map of the world, mirrored, distorted and sketchy, but beyond a shadow of a doubt, perfectly accurate in reflecting all the continents and their right proportions. It takes a bit of time to see it and to get used to it because it requires a lot of internal effort to overcome a lifetime of conditioning and to believe that what you're being taught from birth is not true. But if you have an open mind and if you're curious about what you're looking at, you will realize that this is not the first time you've seen it and that somebody might know this truth too, but they don't want to disclose
0: it to you. So, so what are your thoughts on that?
4: Oh, I've looked at the before. it. Is kind of interesting. I mean, um, I, I mean, uh, the big question is: is could the moon be reflecting some sort of image of the Earth and its continents? And uh, you know, it seems far fetched, but it also is. You know, gets your mind turning. You know.
0: Yep. All right, Up, Let's play that next one.
4: Take a look at this black object flying through the moon. Did you
0: catch that? Let's zoom in and take another look. Something is flying through the moon, guys. The moon is not what we're being told. And regardless of what everyone wants to believe, it is not a solid object that you can land on. The Bible was true once again. The moon is a light. Check this out. As that object exits, it's like flashing lights. Look at that what is that what flew through the moon you think real or fake
4: i don't know about flying through the moon maybe by perspective it looked like that but um yeah i mean if if that if there was footage like that that was real and it was like 100 percent recording some kind of phenomenon right then how would we differentiate real footage from fake and so always be there with an open mind I think with a lot of these videos and stuff but at the same time you know they could be fake as well so it's it's also the wonder of the world when you're able to entertain whether something's legitimate or not I mean just to be able to like open your mind and be like oh well what if that was real you know with whatever topic we're talking about yep all
0: right but let's play this next one
4: one thing I really want your generation to embrace is that the earth is a
15: closed system. We cannot leave the earth. There's no place to go. Today I'd like to bring to your attention a potential fraud on an enormous scale happening in your county. There's now clear evidence of NASA using numerous methods to grossly mislead the public about astronauts being on the International Space Station. During interior ISS scenes from NASA's own live feed, the use of wires, harnesses, Green screens and virtual reality have been detected to achieve the appearance of a weightless environment. Examples of this include astronauts fading in and out of the screen. Wow. Green screen glitches, grabbing objects that aren't really there. Pulling on invisible wires, getting (laughs) tangled in their harnesses.
4: No movie magic,
15: baby. And even astronauts appearing out of thin air. This begs the obvious question: if they're really up there, why are they using Hollywood techniques to fake the footage? Now unfortunately I can't show you these clips in here today, but I will be sending them to you. Moving on, during outside or outside the International Space Station, during spacewalks, air bubbles have been recorded on numerous occasions. How is air it possible for air bubbles to be present in the vacuum of space? I once questioned astronaut Scott Kelly about this phenomenon. His body language and answers bubbles. only created more questions. In 2013, astronaut Luca Parmitano nearly drowned during a spacewalk when his helmet filled with water. This happened again just last year. Air bubbles, helmets filling with water and drowning. Are they in space or are they underwater? Now, what's really interesting is that they train for spacewalks in an underwater pool with a complete ISS replica. Now, surely they aren't filming these spacewalks in an underwater pool and then editing them to appear if they're in space. Because that sure would be something, wouldn't it? I'm calling on the Brevard County Commissioners to open a full investigation into NASA's fraudulent practices and use of taxpayer dollars. It costs NASA $3 billion per year to operate the ISS, and if they don't have a darn good explanation as to why they're faking these videos, I and the public would like a darn good explanation as to where our tax money is going. And if they are indeed <laughs> faking the funk, it is our duty to expose and eliminate this fraudulent and astronomically wasteful ISS program. And you know. look, I know what you're all thinking. NASA's part of the federal government and you're just county commissioners. Even if what I'm saying is true, what can you do? But let me remind you, not only is this happening in your county, as public officials, you have the platform and the ability to make a statement or hold a press conference, alerting the public, state, and federal authorities to investigate further. You have the power to start the conversation. Video evidence of everything I described today will be emailed to you all, and I truly hope we can get to the bottom of this. I look forward to the day that $3 billion annual budget is put towards our veterans, our homeless, maybe some of that mental health stuff the young lady just spoke about, Mm -hmm. and the revitalization of Brevard County. Thank you for your time today, and I'll be happy to answer any questions you may have. Thank
10: you, sir. whoa
15: I think you're
4: better at ping pong than I am.
5: Yeah. Here's how. Just simply use a blue screen. Voila, now you have a bubble of water floating, as if he's in the outer space, inside sir. the ISS.
6: Voila!
0: crazy all right up well, let's play that next one
6: NASA has released some new information Bro, the one. that they have lost a tool bag off of the International Space Station and now it's floating around up there and you can see it with binoculars
2: oh my gosh oh interesting because normally if some planes at 130,000
8: feet you don't see them at all they're, they're completely they're too small and invisible
6: so planes are invisible at 130,000 feet and they're about the same size as the International Space Station. If you look at it, it sits about over a football field. And the International Space Station is 250 miles up, and they're telling you that you can see this little tool bag from the ground with binoculars. So if you couldn't see this at 130,000 feet, and a football field is like a little speck from an airplane flying at 34,000 feet, how do they expect you to believe that this little bag that they drop can be visible from the ground? Call me a crazy conspiracy theorist if you want to, but I don't believe this thing is orbiting at the height that they say it is. NASA, you've really been trolling us lately.
0: Ain't that the truth. Is that it, Opa? Yeah. All right, well, that's it for the Truth Talks. I hope you guys enjoyed, and uh, Jake, you got some memes for me?
4: Yeah, I got a couple.
0: All right, meet me up. I know you're a little younger than I am. I've adopted the attitude of the
10: great... Negro, Negro Leagues went on to become Negro, Negro.
0: Meet me up.
4: All right. So this week, here we go. Uh, This kind of goes along with your segment, Jeremiah. Um, Zen Garcia, for those of you who weren't aware, won a flat earth based case, a civil lawsuit case, uh, twice in the state of Georgia in 2019. You can look up the case for yourself, but he actually won uh, where somebody had claimed they had won a competition he had put forward for some money. Uh, and they were unable to prove to a judge that they had proved the earth was not flat uh, based on their whole arguments case. And Zen squashed it in court. And, uh, you know, things like this really make you scratch your head. You're like, whoa, what kind of realm do we live in? You know, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, check this out. Finish your current project or, snart, s- or start a new one. Artists, did you just take both pills? <laughs> <laughs> It's true. Yeah, I can never seem to focus on one project. All right. Uh, there's a couple of these funny memes with this awkward couple going around. Uh, here's one. You watch movies for entertainment. I watch movies to decode messages. All right. One says obey. One says NASA. They want you to obey NASA. Uh, here's another one. This could be us, but I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> so yep uh yeah these are those who boldly went along with the plan uh and finally standardized standardized people showing up on facebook each morning ready to defend their belief systems (laughs) (laughs) all right so all right that's all the memes for this week jeremiah
0: All right, Jake, thank you for another great current news, memes as always. Opa, thank you for another great Opus Corner, and I hope you guys enjoyed today's history and truth talks. And we hope you enjoyed today's episode as a whole. So never quit fighting, let no man deceive you. Thank you for coming along this journey with us as we continue our quest for truth. Subscribe and stay tuned. If you would like to submit a story, topic, or have any other inquiries, please email submit at skiba.newsnation.com. Also, you can email Jeremiah Skiba personally at Jeremiah at SkibaNewsNation.com. Also, email Jake personally at jake at SkibaNewsNation.com. If you want to write us a letter, send us something, help support us, or just say hi, please send your letter to Jeremiah Skiba, PO Box 560271, The Colony, Texas 75056. If you write us a letter, I'll do my best to write you back. Hey, Skiba News Nation family, thank you for watching. Please like, share, subscribe, Click that notification bell so you never miss an episode of Skiba News Nation. If you want to help support us, please consider becoming a Patreon, where you will get exclusive content, shoutouts, and much more. And you can also support our channel by getting yourself some new Skiba News Nation merch. Thank you for coming on this journey with us as we continue to stay on the quest for truth huge shout out to all our patreon supporters thank you so much for your support we couldn't do this show without you if you want to help support us go to patreon.com forward slash news nation also you can listen to skiba news nation podcast on your favorite podcast platform